Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite tanking but still want to gain team in the Bay Area. The Sharks break their nine-game winless streak and everything has gone to hell. So let's talk about the Sharks win. Uh, James Reimer stealing this game for the Sharks, even though they tried to give it away. And what this means for the Sharks and their Connor Bedard sweepstakes. So we'll look at where the Sharks are at in the Tankathon. Their schedule going forward, Chicago's schedule, Anaheim's schedule, Columbus's schedule, and see that there still is a path to the Sharks having the best odds. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Of course, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Part of the Locked On Network where we cover your team every day. And the Sharks win three to nothing uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. And all is falling around down in the world of uh, sharks twitter and the sweepstakes for connor bedard no we'll get to that here in a minute but before we do do watch that today's episode is brought to you guys by fanduel sportsbook the official sportsbook of locked on make every moment more visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started and i get it as your tank commander i understand your pain right now as the sharks win a game Breaking their nine-game losing streak, they now move from first to third in the Tankathon standings. Um, now with 55 points on the season, so uh, Columbus has 53, Chicago has 54, San Jose has 55, Anaheim has 55, and then there's a huge gap to Montreal, number five, uh, with 66. So it's down to a four-team race for this worst odds, and I get it. How could the Sharks win? How could they let the Jets win? All is not lost, okay? One, the Sharks were not going to lose 18 straight games to end the season. It's just mathematically just not feasible, right? Um, I think some of the longest streak losing streaks are like 15 games, maybe 18. But, like, that's just not something that was going to happen, right? You knew the Sharks were going to pick up a win here or there going into the end of the season. And again, it's a lottery, right? Just because you have the best odds doesn't mean you get Bedard. Yes, you want to have the first overall pick going in. You want to have the best odds going into the lottery. Um, But again, it's still a lottery. You never know, right? Um, and getting Leo Carlson or Michkov, that's still a really good player. But anyway, like the Sharks, we'll get into the game here in a second, but the Sharks schedule going forward, okay? So I'm going to go through all four of the schedules here because this, this is, I think, what people are 
most most forefront of their minds. So they play Vegas on Thursday. Vegas is fighting for the best spot in the the Pacific, right? Um, so I'm pulling up. I know they lost tonight to Edmonton. This is a must win game for. Uh, for them, they have a two-point lead on the Kings, right? And then a three-point lead on the Oilers. Um, so they need this win to lock down uh, the top spot. And not only in uh, the Pacific, but in the West, they want to have home ice advantage throughout the playoffs, right? That is what they're fighting for right now, especially when you have um, the Wild are three points. Avs are within four points. Stars are within four points. There's a lot of teams jockeying. That first overall position is not. Um, it's not that is not tied up. They play. Sharks play Arizona. This is a big get, trap game right here. Arizona has been playing well as of recently. Um, they, you know, in their their last ten, they've kind of been moving themselves out of the Bedard sweepstakes. Um, they have lost five in a row though, but they did go on a four game winning streak before that. Um, so it is the second day to be back to back for Arizona and Arizona going. So they, that is just a potential. That is one you got to look at, right? Two games against Colorado, um, at home, a game against Edmonton and then Sharks play at Winnipeg. That is a let's circle that game, especially the way Winnipeg's been playing right now. Uh, Winnipeg has been terrible. We'll get into how bad they were here in a little bit. And the Sharks play at Calgary and at Edmonton. Calgary's fighting for their playoff right lives. Edmonton has two games against the Sharks again. They are also trying to get that number one seed as well. So two, two games. Um, the Coyotes game. And then you got to keep an eye on that other Winnipeg game. But after losing twice in a row, Winnipeg, you know they're going to be on high alert uh, to try to finish strongly here. So stay there, friends. The Ducks in the Pacific. So they have lost five in a row now. They play Seattle, fighting for their playoffs. Edmonton, fighting for their playoffs. Calgary, fighting for their playoffs. Edmonton, again. And they play Arizona. So there's one. You can circle that one. They're going to be playing Colorado and they end with Vancouver and LA. So um, Arizona and Vancouver, those are your two kind of, you circled those games for them. Um, and again, the Sharks do have a point on the Ducks. So there is the, the Sharks have to gain five points while the Ducks gain four or basically type of situation. So they're Ducks, better the Sharks have to gain at least one more point than the Ducks heading down the stretch here. Chicago, okay, they have now lost one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. They play St. Louis. That's a winnable game. St. Louis has not played. They've been very up and down as of recently. Um, they, you know, they've they've won a couple more here recently, but they've also been playing some bad teams as well, including a win over Winnipeg, 3 nothing win over Winnipeg. But St. Louis, winnable game. They're playing the Devils, also playing Calgary. Then, uh, Chicago, then Chicago plays Vancouver. Winnable game. I know Vancouver's been playing better, but you never know with Vancouver, right? They play Seattle. They play Minnesota. Both those are going to be tough. Then they end the season, Pittsburgh and Philly. Uh, Pittsburgh's been playing poorly, and Philly's also a bottom 10 team. So they have three, four potential winnable games here. 
you got to hope. Tanks are built on hope. Columbus ends their season. So um, after their two-game win streak, they went on, lost two in a row. They played Boston. Boston just lost to Nashville. Um, I expect Boston to kind of put the clamps down on that. They play Florida. Florida has been putrid as of late, losing four straight games, including games to Philly, right? Um, They're hanging on for their playoff spot, but what, right? Potential winnable game there. They play Ottawa. Ottawa's fighting for their playoffs, but again, Ottawa's been very streaky as well. Toronto, New Jersey, uh, the Rangers, and they end their season with Philly, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Philly, Pittsburgh, again, these teams have not. And Buffalo have Buffalo has been very, very streaky as well. And um, Columbus has beaten Buffalo this season already. So one, two, I'm going to say three, four. I'm going to say five winnable quotation mark games for them. I know some of those teams are going to be fighting for their playoffs, but those are kind of where the bottom for it. So in summary, again, there was no way the Sharks were going to lose every game uh, going down the stretch. There's still plenty of opportunities. Tanks are built on hope people. Okay. Sharks have plenty of, of tough games here to lose just two kind of quote unquote winnable games. Arizona and Winnipeg for the Sharks. Everybody else has a few more winnable games, at least in my book. So before we actually dive into this game, uh, we're going to talk about how the Sharks should have given away this game, actually. Uh, talk about James Reimer's night, Eric Carlson's quest for 100 points. Do need to take a quick break, talk to you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. Um, it is Tournament time. We're down to the final four, both the men's and women's. Um, so if you like both, prefer one over the other, they got you covered because there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back on bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to get your no sweat first bet. You can wage on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will cut down the net on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Okay, so I'm going to go through some of these numbers here at 5-on-5, and you tell me if this sounds like a winning formula these jets outshot the sharks or shot attempts Corsi four was 69 to 48 uh these shot attempts five on five 37 to 25 the jets had a basically a 60 to 40 percent shot attempt uh advantage jets had a 40 to 22 scoring chance advantage high danger chances were 17 to 15 pretty even there Expected goals for were 3.55 to 2.47. Expected goals for in favor of the Jets. James Reimer stole this game. The the Jets got goalied. Um, The Jets struggle right now with scoring. They have been 
poor at scoring recently. I think they said in the broadcast they had scored nine goals in the last seven games now. Um, not a math guy, but that is uh, less than two goals a game. I don't care who you are. Um, you're not going to win a lot of games if you have if you're scoring less than two goals a game. So the Sharks tried their best to give this game away to the Jets, uh, especially when they were on the power play at the end of the game, um, having give away two shorthanded opportunities there. Um, this this game was there for the taking for the Jets. They just could not finish. Um, and like I said, James Reimer stole this game for the Sharks. Um, going to talk about James Reimer, the goalie, not James Reimer. As I've said before, James Reimer, the goalie, not James Reimer, uh, the off-ice person right now. So uh, James Reimer had a fabulous night for the Sharks um, tonight. So like I said, all situations, um, pulling it up right now, um, all situations tonight, the Jets expected goals against was 4.46. He made 41 saves on 41 shots uh, per the Sharks PR department. They, I get the uh, little bit of a humble brag. I get the game recap from them. Um, so this is player notes with 41 saves in the shutout. James Remy recorded the most stops in a shutout for the Sharks since Aaron Dell um, had 41 in a 5 to nothing win over Vancouver on November 11, 2017. That's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Six years. It's been six years since the Sharks have seen a shutout like this. Um, he's had three. Reimer now has three shutouts this season. That's most he's had since the 1920 season. Um, so, again, this was not a formula of success for the Sharks. Um, giving up 41 shots to a team. Um Usually you see them score two, three, four goals when you give up that many shots. Kind of usually one goal for every 10 shots, kind of 10% is kind of the average, right? You want to kind of think about. So, um, yeah, Reimer, like I said, was fantastic tonight. Faced 15 high-danger shots, uh, made 15 high-danger saves, 11 mid-danger, of course, 11 saves, and 14 low-danger. So, um Reimer, Reimer was the reason why the Sharks won this game. Um, again, he did something that we haven't seen from a Sharks goalie in six years. Um, and so, again, let's take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. James Reimer isn't going to play like this every night. Uh, the last time, last two games, remember, he's given up 12 goals, I think, in the, in the past two games. Um, so, he was due for a game like this. So I, I don't, again, I think we'll see Reimer again on Thursday against Vegas um, and Vegas. Like I said, they need, they need that game if they want to try to have home ice advantage throughout the playoffs, uh, at least in the Western conference. So um, Boston. Yeah, they're pretty good too. They they're getting it in the, if they make it to Stanley cup, they're getting in the Stanley cup. So um yeah, let's get into – well, before we get into the lines, um, some other guys, kind of some things that really stood out for me. I really noticed tonight you saw how active the defense um, was in this game. A lot of times, uh, Schimmick, um I saw Schimmick a lot, McDonald, Ferraro, very active in the offense, trying to get the offense going. Um, you wonder if with Henry Thrun 
showing up at San Jose. Somebody's going to lose their spot, right? Uh, Thrun is going to play on Thursday. Um, I know the Sharks won. You usually don't change the lines, but you don't kind of burn a contract on a contract year on Henry Thrun if you don't want to see what he's what you're getting out of him. Somebody's going to lose their spot uh, to Henry Thrun, and that might be for guys like Shimmick or McDonald or you know some of these guys who are kind of going to be fighting for jobs going into the offseason or this offseason going into next year. Um, you don't want to start by losing your job tonight. So interesting to see. I'll be very interested to see who Quinn decides to pull um, out of the lineup to put Thrun in. Um, you can assume Carlson's Carlson's safe. He's not going anywhere. Um, Vlasic's not getting sat down. Ferraro, not getting sat down. Matt Benning, again, um, not getting. So it's probably going to come down to Schimmick or McDonald. Those are going to be the, one of those guys is going to lose their spot to Henry Thren, um come Thursday. And you saw those guys were both very active to try to um, keep playing and not, you know, not want to lose their spot. So um, I'll be interested to see what David Quinn does there. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would probably lean Shimmick, uh, just because left-handed thing. You know, um, the Sharks have a thousand left-handed defensemen. Um, that would be my guess. So we'll see. I'm pulling up the uh, the old Sharks roster right now. Kind of, I always forget who's left-handed, who's not. Um, I know Thrun is left-handed, right? Um, yeah, Thrun's left-handed. McDonald's left-handed, but he's been playing on the right side a lot. Uh, he's basically been playing on the right side since he got there. Shimmick has played on the right side as well. Um, so with Benning and Carlson as the only right-handed defenseman, I'm not a big, like, I get the the why you want left and right-handed, but just get the best players on the ice. So, um We'll see. We'll see where Thrun goes. Um, like I said, I think Shimmick is probably the guy. I wonder if they put Thrun with Carlson or if they put him on the bottom pair to maybe try to shelter him. Uh, we shall see. So a lot of fun stuff to see what, what happens with Thrun. I'm very interested to see what, where Thrun is, slots in on Thursday against Vegas. So um, before we finish up, look at the lines. Of course, check in on Eric Carlson's progress to 100 points. Um, do want to take a quick break. Uh, let you guys know about Locked On Game to Game. So thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right. The lines. Um, again, the, these lines are getting weirder and weirder as these Sharks are running out of just people to call up and play. Uh, Jeff Reveal came in for Bear Banoff, who was hurt day-to-day with a lower body injury. So uh, we shall see when he comes back. Um, but that fourth line was pretty solid tonight. Anyway, we had Agazino, Couture, Zetterlin, uh, Jacob Peterson, Hurdle, Kalt, um, Gregor Sturm, Kevin LeBanc, Lindblom, Lawrence, and Veal. 
Uh, Agazino Couture Zetterlin played uh, 1149 time on ice, only had five shot attempts, gave up 21. So, ugh, tough, tough look there. Um, actual shots on goal was two to nine. Expected goals four was 0. 0.17 uh, to 0. 0.57. Expected goals four, again, all five on five. Um, also, happy birthday, Captain Couture. So, Peterson, Hurdle Count, 907. 12 and 12 uh, actual shots was six to nine. Nice. Um, 0.1 expected goals for 0.7 expected goals allowed. So uh, no defense, all offense. Nobody's made that much offense. Um, three to six scoring chances. <laughs> Sorry. The guitar line one to 13 scoring chances allowed. <laughs> Yikes. Um, they got worked um, again. James Reimer stole this game for the Sharks. I don't know how often I need to reiterate. James Reimer stole this game for the Sharks. Not a winning success uh, recipe tonight. Gregor Sturm LeBanc, 825. Um, I like this line. This line just kind of works. You have Gregor, Gregor Gobert, Nico Sturm, kind of the glue guy, Kevin LeBanc. Um, really, Kevin LeBanc's games really kind of come around um, the last last couple weeks here. So um, you would think he might be able to start getting power play time, but who knows? Um, but yeah, this line works really well. Uh, 825 actual shots was uh, shot on shot attempts was six to 10. Um, shots was two to seven. Did have the goal. Like I said, expected goals for was 0.3 to 0.34. So they didn't. They made the most of their opportunities uh, with their shots um, and their defense was, again, they gave up some shot attempts, but they weren't the high, they weren't the ugliest, at least. Um, had two scoring chances, gave up seven, yikes. Um, two to four to high danger chances as well. Nine defensive zone starts, so they got the bulk of the defensive zone starts. So if you're getting the bulk and that's the result, I think you can kind of live with that, so... Lindblom, Lawrence VL, 455, time on ice, five on five, uh, 11 shot attempts, gave up nine, actual shots was six to five, 0.46 expected goals, four to 0.31. So they actually produced the most amount of expected offense, at least. Um, eight scoring chances, love to see that from your fourth line. Uh, gave up four, five high danger chances, gave up two, um, one, one, and one. So mostly kind of on the fly starts from them. So um, VL, man, he's. He'll be interesting. The Sharks have an interesting decision with VL because he can, I think he can actually be a, uh, let me check on cap friendly really quick. Um, I believe he can actually be a UFA. Uh, um, so if he wants to go somewhere else and get an opportunity to go play for another team, um, he's a UFA group six. So I'll have to get, um, I think that means, uh, Yep, yeah, he'll be a UFA at the end of the season when he's 26 years old. So, um, yeah, so if he wants to go play somewhere else, he will have the opportunity to go play somewhere else. So I'll have an interesting decision because he's kind of that tweener guy where he's really good in the AHL. He's probably going to be more of a career AHL guy, but maybe he gets an opportunity to go play NHL games for another team. So uh, Sharks can have a bit of a decision. And then, of course, Eric Carlson and his – Quest for 100 points. Uh, another point tonight, so that gives him not he needs nine points in the final eight games. I already went through the shark schedule. I think there's going to be opportunities um, for him to be able to continue to score points. Um, they're they're going to be five on five. I know he got a power play point tonight, but 
he's at 22 power play points out of his 91. Um, so he does most of his work at five on five. The Sharks are going to, I mean, most of these teams that are playing are high powered offenses. So I think Carlson's going to get his opportunity to try to, to squeak in some points here and there. Um, maybe that Arizona, some of these kind of Arizona game, you hopefully can get a couple points there. Uh, maybe one of the Colorado games, like a seven to three type of thing where Carlson scores or gets two points in the, in the three. Um, so keep track of this. Uh, again, I just want, I want Eric Carlson to get to hundred just because it hasn't been done in 30 years. And then, uh, yeah, I want Eric Carlson to win the Norris before he gets traded. So it just be really sweet to just watch Eric Carlson, uh, win the Norris and all the people who said Eric Carlson was washed. Um, I'm just going to enjoy that. Give me, give me Bedard and give me Carlson win the Norris. I don't think I'm asking for too much, am I? So, um, if you think I'm asking for too much, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's going to be it for me tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to actually look at um, all the Sharks players who are in the uh, CHL playoffs. So, guys like Bopec, Gaudreau. Um, Liam Gilmartin, all the guys, kind of how their seasons have gone so far. Look at their kind of first round matchups, and you know, plenty of, of, of stuff for that. The Sharks and Barracuda are probably going to be in the playoffs, so at least we can live through some playoffs with the junior guys. Um, gonna have more draft profiles coming up for you guys next week as well. Um, to make sure you guys are following along on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Dakota says hi. Um, so follow along wherever you get your podcasts. Um, that way you know exactly when the next episode is available. Follow me on Twitter at my Fryhole. The show's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked On Sharks. Um, if you haven't left, especially on on uh, on Apple, if you haven't left a five star review recently, please do so. Makes me feel good. Um, also got a few of those devil fans left some not nice reviews. So you know. Uh, now that we've kind of moved on from the trade deadline, if you haven't left a review, now's a perfect time to do so. Uh, until tomorrow. Bye, friends.